What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop, and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon, so if you've ever wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon. Check it out. Scotch episode thirty two. Yeah. Thirty two. Thirty two. Thirty two. This music kicks ass, by the way. I'm really enjoying it. Uh for those of you listening in the future, you won't hear the music. So if you want to hear the music, you gotta join us live every Monday night. It's you, seven you PM Eastern. You don't have to join us every Monday night if you don't want to. I mean, we're also not here every Monday night. We take some holidays off and mm-hmm. you know, it's always that sort of thing. You know. But uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, twitch.tv slash rare drop, uh, fe.gg slash rare drop co. And there's some other websites we're live on, but we don't talk about those because there's only like one person watching. So until there's more, you know what? Thank you to that one person who's watching over on D Live. I think it's me though. Oh, <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, if you no. want to, it's dlive.tv slash rare drop co or trovo.live slash rare drop. Uh, I think. Oh, is it this places. one? Is it Star Wars: The High Republic Into the Dark? That sounds right. February second. Oh, I already pre-ordered it. <laughs> There's another one. 
called Secrets of the Force that comes out in July. Don't you love that past Tim had, had the foresight to make future Tim so happy? Yeah, dude. July 13th, 2021. It's... Uh, called Secrets of the Force. From the authors of the 50-Year Mission and So Say We All comes the first and only so comprehensive oral history of the Star Wars movie franchise. Oh, cool. Chat, Tim hasn't seen Battlestar Galactica, so he doesn't understand when someone says So Say We All, all of everyone else has to say So Say We All. So, so Say We All, long live the so king. So Say We All. Um, That's how it works. And then, the ne and then another High Republic book comes out June 29th called uh, the rising storm i wonder if that plays into the uh uh the um uh, who are the bad guys right now the nia uh, the, the, the the nihil hmm hmm i'm excited spoiler I'm really free this one. spoiler free though tim have you yeah. found any reasons to maybe think that the nihil are not the bad guys Nope, still pretty much the bad guys. All right, just checking. He hasn't, no, no, no. he hasn't, he hasn't jumped down that hole yet. Like, are we talking about like from a philosophical standpoint? In general, you can come at it from any angle, angle you no, like. They're, I'm just they're, curious. they're pretty, they're pretty cutthroat. They're, they're pretty, pretty savage. Savage. I, I actually, you and I need to talk about this off stream. Okay. And off the record, but there's some interesting similarities between a character of the Nihil and Aldrin from Destiny. If you know, you know. I know who you're talking about. The guy was right? that, that, um, uh, what's his name? Mark Thompson does the most amazing, like, timbre of the voice for. Mm hmm. The guy with a similarity to Lord of the Rings, too, because his name is... Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're mm -hmm. really dancing around this one. This is fun. <laughs> we are all the Republic. Yes. We are all the Republic. Um, so, yeah, we should be able to, uh, for you to talk about that, uh, hopefully all of it, by next week. Um, it won't be this episode, though. So, like, episode 33 will still go on, and maybe we'll touch on, you know, our immediate thoughts and whatnot but uh we want to dedicate a solid at least a half an hour to discussing that that's gonna be pre-recorded right tim we're gonna just me and you hash that out or are we gonna do that well, yeah no it's gonna be like it's gonna be like mando minute perfect so that's gonna be pre-recorded yeah. with just me and tim shit chatting about it um yep. it was it was a light week but it was an impactful week at the same time uh the biggest news we can start off the show today with is before we do that, kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh and we launched raredrop.fm today. Ooh, so Kevin, tell us more about raredrop.fm. If you're sitting at your desk at work or you're sitting at home and you just need that background noise and you miss the soft sound of Tim's voice and for some reason unknowns to me you wouldn't be able to watch Tim. Maybe Tim's not live and it's like nine o'clock at night. You can pop on raredrop.fm. Hang out with some other people and listen to the Rare Drop Radio Station, which has Star yeah, Wars. And it's Scott. actually live. It's actually live right now. It's live right now. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I was like, I'm here in the future because I was hearing Kevin. Before. It was weird. It was trippy. Yeah. The show. So the so the shows will be live. Paul is making sure the shows are live, and then when the show goes off the air, it goes back to our rotation of shows, which generally is going to be the four 
most recent episodes of a show, so the four most recent role play episodes of Reckoning Hour, uh, Broman Podcast, Old Fashioned, Overplayed, um, or this show. Um, but sometimes we'll do some marathons. Maybe you know, and and Tim and I take a week off or something, and it's like you're gonna get all sixty episodes of Star Wars and Scotch in a row. And you can go back and listen to that old stuff and be like, whoa, I remember Mandalorian Season 2. That shit was wild. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy RareTop.fm. Let's jump into it. Um, yep. Really, really, really interesting news. We touched on it last week because they announced it a few hours before we went live that uh, Lucasfilm was having a game division. Tim and I speculated that this must have meant the end of the relationship with EA. Yes. Uh, as usual, Tim and I were right. Um, on Wednesday, to, to a certain degree. Well, Tim, it's not over. Well, relationship's we not dead. We didn't say over in that sense. We said they were expanding the catalog to other yeah devs. Uh, so on Wednesday, it was announced that Ubisoft Massive would be working on a Star Wars game. Uh, uh okay, all right, okay. So let's, first, let's first go, of all, before we even do that, piece by piece. Yeah, first off, is this the end of the Division Two? Yeah, that will. So, okay, that, yeah. There's a couple things around it. So, like, I would assume Massive would put a lot of a lot of time and effort into Star Wars because there's a lot riding on that relationship. I would say, yeah. It's not like the Division Two was all that popular, anyways. It had a um, hardcore fan base, but I think even that has kind of died off in the recent years. Yeah, I mean, like that's that is just niche at this point. So, I would honestly say, yeah, sunset it. And, and just, you know, count your losses and just head on. So, but, okay. So, so this is the one thing that I'm, that people asked me yeah, last week after this announced is something I want to pose to you. And I know how much of like a big division fan you were. You really liked like division. Mm-hmm. Are you worried that a star, an open star Wars game will feel too much like a division game? So, a lot of people re- responded to both of us this week asking us what we thought. You and Chad, I, I heard some of the discussions and uh, me mostly on Twitter. It's the only way to get in touch with me now, unless you have my email. Um, but this is, this is, this is again, this is a very, very deep, we're going to unpack layer by layer question here. Um, it's an onion. Would I want the Division's version of Star Wars? Absolutely not. Um, I don't think under any circumstance do I want a tactical Star Wars game fashioned like the Division where I have to min-max. I think that would be horrendous. Um, Star Wars fans are notoriously casual in, in a sense when it comes to video game. They like depth of story. Uh, you know, Obviously, Battlefront ended up being a success, so there does need to be some replayability wrapping all of that up into what they said. Now they use two words that make me tilt my head sideways and look at them funny and go, "Hmm, do you know what you're saying?" They said yeah. story driven and open world. Yeah. <sighs> Sounds really good, right? It used to 3 years ago. Now it's like you better keep your promise. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's why like on paper it sounds great. Right. But can they deliver something with like that much depth that like a Star Wars fan would come to expect? You know, there's a like like Knights of the Old Republic, not Knights of the Old Republic, sorry. Jedi Fallen Order was was packed full of stuff. 
Right. That game was layers upon layers upon layers of things to like explore and digest and understand and learn new things from a storytelling point of view within the universe. Um, there's a lot of like there's things that you learn about that you would never know about unless you played that game, like the Zepho. You mm-hmm. we you wouldn't know anything about the Zepho unless you played Jedi Fallen Order. Right. And I think the Zephos are going to become very, very important as we go down this road within the High Republic. So, yeah, I mean, the High Republic's already pointing at certain items and things, and you know, then there's the Easter eggs that they've been planting of stuff we already know about. Um, I, I mentioned last week, and I'll reiterate: the biggest retcon comes about not retcon, but the biggest change in in Old Republic Star Wars lore comes about. 10 minutes into the book uh, or 15 minutes in. So um, I don't know. It's my vision. If you said, Kevin, you work for massive in this fictitious world, that means absolutely nothing um, would be to emulate something like red dead redemption. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm imagining. That's in my head. That's what it's going to be where you have this 60-hour experience that is just surreal. Um, Everything's beautiful. Obviously, you'd go from planet to planet, because if you play a Star Wars game, you're on one planet. That's just stupid. Oh, yeah, it'd be terrible. Could you imagine just spending your entire time in a game on Tatooine? Tatooine. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's brown. Um, (laughs) Sand, I hate it. It's coarse. It's everywhere. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you'd... You'd need to be able to traverse the universe somehow. Um, yeah. But uh, that style of gameplay, uh, that style of decision making, um, and it could still be open world where there's side quests all over the place. Uh, you can run through the main quest line if you want. Um, so that's kind of my vision. And then it has a whole multiplayer element. I think the framework for. Red Dead, and I've said this before, and GTA Online for a Star Wars game is an action, I'm going to use the word, but some of you are going to lash out at me, MMO, where there's 50 to 100 people on a server, and a server is a planet, and you run Uh, around and do all sorts of things. That's a massive infrastructure. I know, but this is Star Wars. Yeah. How many people are on a Red Dead server? 20. Hmm. I think I think twenty is the max for a server for an, a server instance, which is why it feels so damn empty. Yeah, yeah, because you have this massive map and only twenty people are around it. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, I, 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 I love, I love our friends at Massive. They do, they do, like, they, they are awesome people and they've done some really cool stuff. But like, the division has been such a like just a roller coaster of like, it sucked, it's great, it sucked, it's terrible. Um, I, I'm nervous. I'm very, very nervous for a massive game. A massive Star Wars game, because I just I just don't know if they can deliver. Like, and that's that's it's kind of scary for me. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I I have my doubts on this one. Uh, I yep. hope to be incredibly and pleasantly surprised and blown Same. away. Yeah, uh, I hope to be be. I don't want to say wrong because I'm not doubting them 100. percent Like it's going to go down the tubes, but I I want to have faith in companies that promise stuff like that. And now I think you kind of almost take it personally because now they're messing with one of your favorite things. 
Yeah. And you're like, okay, you can't get this wrong. It's not like Division where you're like, oh, well, I'm not really interested anymore, so I'll come back yeah. with some story, and then that's it. I mean, like, I've been... So, Elite Dangerous is coming out uh, with their new expansion called Odyssey, and that's going to be, like, the first ever instance of being able to, like, leave your ship in 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 uh, Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous has always been, like, space exploration, but you're always in your ship. Yep. Uh, you never leave it. And so, like, in my, in my head, like, to have... If it was something like that or, like, No Man's Sky... But Star Wars themed when there was like like sprinkles of PvP, but it was like very heavily PvE and it was all story based exploration. Like that's like that's like gonna be the ultimate Star Wars experience where it's like you can pick your side, like you wanna go light, do you wanna go dark? And then you just like you pick your path, you know. It's like if you're gonna be you know, a Jedi, you go the Jedi path, you're gonna be a bounty hunter, you go that way. If you wanna be, you know, whatever. You know, you just want to be a smuggler and you just want to do smuggle runs. Like, you know, you could do that. Um, like, honestly, like, like that's going to be like the ultimate Star Wars experience is going to be like one of those like sandbox open exploration space flight sims, I think, in my head. I I think that you're 100 percent correct. Um, I think focusing on PVE, but allowing people to grief each other in PVP and do, you know, with punishment and limitations, just like they do in Red Dead, um, would be the way. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this project is going to be that ambitious. It could just be another single player experience. Which honestly, if it's if it's done well and it looks good, I mean, like there's like their engine to me is kind of crappy. I'm not a big fan of the Snowdrop Snowdrop engine. Yeah. It it feels very outdated. Like Division Two looked old when we played it. It just there was nothing about it. It was like, oh, this looks great. So I wonder like what they're gonna do to Snowdrop to make it look new and exciting. So I, I like I again I really I'm just I'm setting my bar low so that hopefully it just blows past every expectation that I have for the game. But like I I honestly see this going another route. We like we talked about last week is like. Star Wars is going to, like, in my head, this game is going to be a third-person, single-player adventure game. Like, like it'll be open world. It'll be, like, they, they said it's open world, but I, I think it's going to be heavily focused on the single-player experience. I don't see it really having any, like, multiplayer sides to it. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Um, I, I have a feeling the next full glimpse that we'll get at this game is in August of 2022. I don't think you'll, yeah. you might oh, yeah. see snippets and little bits and, you know, dribbles here and there, but there's no way in hell we're seeing anything major until August of 2022. The ground. Yeah, we might we might get a teaser this E3 this summer, you know, during E3 or game like E3 season. I guess I don't even know if E3 is going to happen this year. It's all right. going to be individual individuals yeah. like like publishers doing their own things, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So furthering the question i guess the floodgates are open now it seems that ea is no longer exclusive uh who else is is making star wars games uh bethesda's working on an indiana jones game for them i didn't know that was something that we needed i mean i'm always down for more indiana sounds, jones. Ex- <laughs> sounds exciting like i just didn't i just didn't think and when i heard it I was like that's sick and i just that was a game that i didn't know that i needed I'm totally here we are Jones and it's game. Bethesda so I mean like it's either going to be really bad or it's going to be really good or it's it'll be, be one or the other or the combat will be so bad that the rest of the game is fantastic so yeah exactly or the, or the story or the story the narrative is so boring that you fall asleep 
Which one are you talking about specifically here? Huh? Which Bethesda game are you talking about specifically there? Exactly. Hey, I love Skyrim. Skyrim's great, but like, okay, 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 I'm going to talk about specifically Fallout. That's fine, I never got it to Fallout. Great, or what was the other one that they did? What was the space one that was essentially Fallout, but not? Essentially Space one? I thought that was supposed to be Starfield was going to be that. No, there was another one. Wasn't there another game that Bethesda did that was like it felt it was essentially Outer Outer Worlds? No, Outer Worlds was wasn't them. That was uh, Obsidian. Oh, that was Obsidian. Okay, I swear to God, if 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 the Indiana Jones game turns out to be like that, I'm gonna be so upset. Where it's just it's first person and you have a whip. Just first person (laughs) whip and like you you can never connect the whip. It always misses, and the and the the NPCs want to talk your goddamn ears off. Yeah, no, I, 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 I honestly, if it's not a shooter, I don't like playing first person. I just, I, I hope it's fun. You know, Tarkov, COD, stuff like that, first person all the way. Anything else where I have melee weapon, please just give me. Like person. in my, in my head, a a Indiana Jones game would essentially be. Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider would yeah, like be the Tomb perfect. Raider style game. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, what's the Nathan Fillion? Not Nathan Fillion. Uncharted. Uh, who's, it would be like an Uncharted style game. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. I always get those two confused. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. No, that would be my vote for an Indiana Jones game. But that's not really Bethesda's area of expertise. So I'm interested to no. see what comes down. The, but now they are part of the Microsoft family. So maybe they'll take advantage of the network and branch out and do something new who knows fingers crossed we'll see a cd project red star wars game pre-cyberpunk stop they stop. have their hands a little full right now stop let's just let's not talk about that oh man i just i can't put wrap my head around the fact that the same people that made the witcher <laughs> yeah are the people dealing with this pr disaster mm. and i'm enjoying cd uh, or cyberpunk i'm still playing it i'm enjoying this it is fun I, li- I like the single player it was good but the new the news this week about the demo being things. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, so, I guess who else who else could be working on a Star Wars game? Who else would it make sense for them to make a Star Wars game? Is is my question. Um, do you also think? Because we talked a bit about Old Republic being like the video game universe ish. Do you think if Lucasfilm gave Knights Guild Republic to another studio. How would that affect their relationship with EA and Bioware? Because whenever we were talking about it last week, I, I was going to bed and I'm thinking like, well, maybe they gave it to another studio, and I'd be like, but they're still in partnership. I don't think with it's EA. theirs. I don't oh, think it's theirs to give. Oh, that'd be shitting in someone's Cheerios. They own the Star Wars intellectual property. Yeah, but I don't know if they can just like pick up Kotar and just be like, here you go. It would have to be a whole. It would have to be like a whole nother game. Like name something completely different. Like there's no way. No. Fights of the bold Republica. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. What's that? That's. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think that would fly. A lot of people is like for me. Like Bioware is Knights of the Old. Like it's like they're they they're too close together. I just don't think that would work. <clears throat> the studio that made the Arkham games, uh, they're working on Gotham Knights. Oh, that's gonna be fun! I'm yes. excited for that one. I am going to take that's a day next off year, of, right? Uh, no, it's this year. It's in a few months. Oh crap! 
They just released a gameplay video recently, too. Okay. Insomniac? <laughs> I I know it's bad, and I know they've made other games, but the second you said Insomniac, I'm like, how could we swing across the city as a Jedi? <laughs> 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 it's just so ingrained in my head that they make Spider-Man games. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, <clears throat> so... What other- did they did they announce anything else or was it just was it just those two studios working on Lucasfilm games? Those are the only ones that we know about. Um, we know okay. that Jedi Fallen Order is in development. We know that Squadron we know that Jedi Fallen Order Two is is a thing. We know Squadron it's a trilogy. Not, we know it's gonna be a trilogy. We don't know anything. And else. they're working and they're working on two. Squadrons is still a a a live service game. They haven't pulled the plug on that, so that's still a thing. So like EA is definitely not out of the running. It's just I I think we'll still see more EA games. I saw people like begging for like now that now that it's not I saw people begging for another Battlefront game, but not made by EA. No, I was like I was like I don't know how much more Battlefront you need. No, they but just... they've done everything. Like Battlefront Battlefront Two covers it all. Yeah. I don't know what more how much more you get you want for that, but yeah, I saw battle I saw the Battlefront fans like begging for a new Battlefront now. I'm just like. We've had so much Battlefront. It's time for something else. Empire War Two. They would just remaster it. No one. No one want. No one is. There's no market for new RTS games, unfortunately, for like major IPs. No, RT. The, the the days of RTS, I think, are gone. It's sad. I mean, Command and Conquer remastered did good, but it was because it was nostalgic, not because it. It's was. It's because it was so. Yeah, it was because all like all the '90s kids like went and bought it. It's the same thing. Same reason you'll never get a real uh, Star Wars MMORPG. Also, speaking of that, so we were talking about games and development. Uh, I logged into SWOTOR uh, yesterday, two days ago, and they mm. changed the whole intro. Oh. So I... Well, I wasn't there a new expansion coming out? They're doing an update soon. Um, I don't know the date. Arathos is in chat. He'll probably drop it in there. But um, they're doing an update soon. But the whole intro was changed, so... Again, every time I think that game, like, well, maybe they're going to stop supporting it. They do something or make a decision that shows, you know, from from what I've read, they still have steadily 100,000 to 200,000 people playing. And then, That's impressive. How and, long has that game been out for? Uh, 2011, I think it came out. Wow. Story update came out already. Was that December? December, maybe. But um, the thing with that game is that I find interesting is apparently there's an uptick whenever they release new movies, TV shows or anything. Cause people are like, oh, I need my fix. Yeah. Cause they go to, or they just go to steam and look for star Wars games. Like this one's free to play. We joked at like, uh, I was, I was in, uh, I was in the empire like area in the game on the ship, mm -hmm. the flagship. And, uh, yep. we joked that it was, uh, it was like right in between episodes three and four of Mandalorian this season. And we were all joking in chat that does anyone else want to play Mandalorian the game? Because everyone running around the ship was everyone dressed was Mando. in Mando armor. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyone want to do a bunch of Mando raids? It was, it was very because you can. This is the way. Yeah, because you 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 can do full Mando raids. It was very funny. That's awesome. Um, so you have Swotor. You have um. They're supporting squadrons still. Uh, you have the massive game. Uh, we assume Fallen Order. They've said it's a trilogy, so I'm assuming it's it's a trilogy. Um, is there anything else that's like out there that we're not I talking don't, about, or that nothing that like has been announced? 
And if I know anything behind the scenes, I'd, I'd like, people would jump out of my ceiling and kill me, so. Somebody said something in somebody's chat the other day. They were like, what about, like, an Avengers-style game, but Star Wars, where... And I was no. like, no, 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 no. no we no, need no, to get no, away. No, no. Need to get away from the the live service looter shooter stuff. It's not working. Stop it. I have a feeling that's the next genre that's about to shit the bed royally. Stop it. But Avengers was as much as I. Okay, so everyone when when Avengers was like the thing, and then like the week after playing single player, I was like, what happened? Why aren't you playing Avengers anymore? I was like, I played Avengers for the single player. I wanted the story. And I got the story. It was a fun story. And that was it. The like the monotonous, like running the same map over and over and over and over and over again, hoping for the drop is not fun. And, and then like you do it in the Star Wars, in the Star Wars universe, it's not gonna be fun either. No, it won't be fun. It just won't be enjoyable. People want like Star Wars fans want lore. They want they they either want they want to hack and slash the lightsaber and they want good storytelling. That's all they want. My son plays three games. Minecraft Dungeons with his best friend, Nate. Avengers and Marvel's, uh, what's the Switch game? Ultimate Alliance. That's it. So the That's only reason true. I your still son, play... Your son also plays Hot Wheels. The he, I know. We had to dismantle it. It was a whole tears. It was a thing. Um, what if, oh, okay, well, hold on a second. What about the Lego guys? No, uh, Vader's Castle is right here. No, nope. no, no, oh, no, no, no. The, uh, the the iPad game, the Legos, the 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 uh, the Incredibles. He hasn't played that the in a while. Oh, okay, that was a thing for a while. Kevin. No, that's pretty much all. He play. I think he plays Marvel uh, superheroes too. Sometimes Lego on his Switch, mm. but mostly it's mm -hmm. now it's Ultimate Alliance. Got it. Because he is quote trying to get Nightcrawler leveled up was the latest thing he told me today. <laughs> oh, well, that's adorable. We were showing him the trailers of everyone on Disney Plus because we still won't show him the movies because we think they're just a little bit too old for him still. Yeah, I can and see that. Danielle's like, "Who's that?" And he's she, he's like, "Thanos, who's that? Black Panther, who's?" That? And he's just yelling it out. <laughs> he knows who they all. Kevin, Kevin, that's your boy. Boy, oh, you got one of those too. You can do that soon. Um, so uh, we were gonna we we didn't have time this weekend, but we're gonna start working on the walker, the Lego walker. If you want to come over, you're more than welcome to. Oh, help us with the you guys are gonna build an ATAT? No, it's the it's the um, the clone one, the trooper, oh, the, little chicken, the little chicken walker. Yeah, one of those guys. Yeah. We're gonna build that and probably watch Rebels while we do it this weekend. Oh, that's awesome. You're welcome. If you want to. Um. Yeah, and before somebody says, I mean, Tim's like one of three people that I see consistently i don't leave my house i don't i i go to the office just to get a sense of normalcy and some quiet um yeah so i mean there's not many games that we know of so i'm very curious and they wouldn't start a publishing company just to say like hey this massive game's coming out no the, i definitely <laughs> i definitely feel like they are they like they wanted to like kind of wet everyone's you know or uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for not wet the palates uh tantalize the taste buds uh get people salivating uh however you want to phrase it they wanted to get people interested in what they're doing i feel like we'll get a full lineup of star wars games or lucas lucas arts games um in the summertime i think we'll either see it at um a like E3 style like press event 
It'll either be in like Cologne. It'll be at uh. Well, I don't even. I don't know. The 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 freaking the the, the whole the whole scene is uh, is up in the air. But I think summertime is usually when we get all our big game announcements for the following year. I think it'll happen around that time. Uh, did Tim just say running the same maps, hoping for better drops is boring? Isn't that Tarkov? I love Tarkov, but that's it. Tarkov is a PvP experience, so the dynamics of every time you log into the oh, map every time change. every time you go every into a time. map, it's always going to be different. Like, yeah, those those engagements are going to be. But if you do, every time. if you run a strike in Destiny, it is always the same mechanics, the same boss fight, same thing. If you run a dungeon in WoW or a raid, it's always the same mechanics over and over again. PvP. At minimum, and this comes from a guy who generally only plays PvE games for the most part. Not lately, no. Ever since I've been hanging out with Tim, I've been playing Tarkov. But uh, <laughs> uh, PvE is always it's a rinse and repeat, and you get better at it over time. PvP is a unique experience every time. So Yeah, on the same map, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like... Announcements. I, I was. I was. Just, I, was ta I was just talking about it from like a like when we were talking specifically for Avengers. It was just always like you go into a map and like yeah, the enemy types could change a little bit, but it was just like you ran the same thing over and over and over and over. It's just like Destiny or you know any other like RPG style game like that. Oh, I hoping for a better drop. I forgot that Massive is doing Avatar too. Interesting. Ah, I do not like Avatar. I. I just, I don't know what James Cameron's doing. Why it took him so long to get the second one out, but he wants to do like five of them. It's going to be wild. Ugh. No one's going to like that. I don't like Avatar at all. Hey, Kevin, do you want to start a podcast called Absinthe and Avatar? Perfect. Tim, 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 Tim. No, you don't want to do Absinthe and talk about Avatar? Um... There's two theory. Well, there's two rumors floating around in a theory. Tim and I wanted to touch on. Uh, first rumor is something we've addressed in the past. Uh, I still don't believe it, but it's gaining steam. So I'll give you all uh, the pleasure of. Ooh, let me hear it. Of jumping in. Uh, that would be that there is a still, according to these these few people that keep circulating the rumor that there's still a vying for power at Lucasfilms between. Oh God! Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, and now apparently um, the uh, the team Filoni, team Favreau situation. I don't believe it. I really don't. Um, all they do is seem to praise each other. Um, while they may disagree with decisions that the others make, they seem to work well together as a unit. Yeah. So I really don't think that one's true. I know a lot, a lot of you want it to be true. Because you all want Kathleen Kennedy fired. I mean, like, I get it. But what do you do when Kathleen Kennedy gets fired and then the first bit of content drops that you don't like? What happens then? <laughs> Wait, bring her back! Crap! Because um, as much as people want to shit on her for the trilogy, she's also responsible for the Mandalorian. Like, she helped Favreau bring that to life and to fruition. She greenlit it. She has approved it, so six yeah. in one, half dozen in the other, kids. Uh, I don't buy the rumor. Tim, what do you think? I I still don't think there is this weird internal struggle happening behind the scenes. Like I just I have a hard time believing that. Um, like I I respect the hell out of John Favreau, and out of Dave Filoni, but to think that there is like this weird division between like the two sides. Uh, just kind of like clambering for power 
it, it just it just it just sounds like one of those just like far fetched like just Reddit posts. Yep. And for continuity, so just, we'll say it again. And where would just said it and reminded me that Kathleen Kennedy is George Lucas's handpicked successor dude, to the throne. She's been with she's been with him since the beginning. She's been with him since the beginning, and to think that uh, <laughs> she wouldn't be like the right spirit, like she wouldn't know what to do next, is silly because she does. She was with him the whole way through. So and and apparently he's back. Apparently he's back doing some stuff. Apparently, Kevin. Uh, the other rumor is that George Lucas is heavily, heavily involved in season three of The Mandalorian. Which makes me a little nervous because the prequels, I think George Lucas was high. The, like, high. Like, not just, like, not like Professor Broman high. Like, really high during well, all three movies. Sometimes Professor Broman high. Maybe. <laughs> maybe almost Professor Broman high. But holy crap, dude. He was on some stuff, I think. And maybe he's mellowed out. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's better. But, man, George, I... It was rough. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little worried as to how, like, what is he involved with? Are they going to give him an episode? Are they going to let him direct an episode or two? Or is he going to be like an executive producer kind of guy? I love that chat immediately turns into, well, does this mean Jar Jar is coming back too? Dude. Uh, Misa, so happy to see you. Because Jar Jar, uh, Jar, would Jar Jar, could Jar Jar be Jar alive? Mm, yes, but he's on Naboo currently. He's living out his years in I was, exile. I was really hoping in, and this is this is, might be a, a skosh of a spoiler, but when we went to Naboo in High Republic for that brief period, that's there was going to be a Gungan involved. Just so Mark Thompson had to read the voice to you. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I was crossing my fingers, but it didn't happen, so damn. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know. So there's it's still like, hope. Uh, this is only the beginning. We can get a new really... notable Gungan into the High Republic just to make you angry. I hate it. <laughs> I hate all of it. <sighs> um it could be good and it could be bad. Uh, George Lucas might be one of those people that operates like uh, allegedly Vince McMahon operates. Um, what do you mean? That Vince McMahon always needs a no person. Oh, that when wait, WWE so wait, George, is at its George best. George Lucas would be Dave Filoni's no person? No, the other way around. Dave Filoni is George Lucas's no person? Right. You always need someone to say no, that's a bad idea to filter out and oh, get your good ideas. I see. That's something that's been said uh, about um, not Vince McMahon. Uh, what's the other guy's name? One of the other old writers for WWE who went to WCW and stuff. Apparently... His term in WWE was great because he had people around him saying no. Yeah. And when he went to WCW, it was free reign. Yeah, Vince Russo, thank you. And when he went to WCW, it was free reign, and that's why the stuff he was writing was absolutely horrendously horrible because there was nobody saying no anymore. So I have a feeling oh. that Dave Filoni and John Favreau could technically be the no person to get George's good ideas out and filter them. It's it's um Makes sense. It's like straining pasta. You get the water out, and then you know you have a nice, delicious bowl of pasta. And who's the colander? 
Dave and, and John. And who's the noodles? Uh, the content. And who's the water? Uh, George Lucas's horrendous ideas. Wait, and then George so R. Binks, wait, essentially, Tim. Wait, so is George the spaghetti sauce? He's part of it. This is a really rough analogy for me. All right. I guess the pasta would be the con. No, would be George's good ideas. The water would be George's bad ideas. John and Dave would be the colander. And, and the actual is... act of the meal would be the content. And so Lucas is. The he... guy eating the pasta? No, we are eating the pasta. We are eating the pasta. Right. And you... so we're eating George Lucas? We're eating his ideas. And so who's George Lucas? He is the creator of Star Wars. No, I, yeah, but in your analogy, who is he? He's not anyone in the analogy. The pasta. Why do, okay, but hold on. Why do, jo why do John and Dave get to be the colander? Because they're filtering the, the bad ideas from the good ideas. So is George like this omnipresent being that doesn't really exist? Like, how does this work? He's just the pasta. Well, his ideas are the pasta. No, I thought his idea. Okay, yeah. So who is so? So is he the maker of the pasta? Yes, he is the field of grain. There you go. The gluten. Okay. So I just I just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page. That's all. And I'm glad we are. You can't eat the pasta, so does it even matter at that point? It's not true. We went to Greenwise yesterday, and we found keto-friendly pasta. Good keto-friendly pasta, because most of it tastes like like I'm I'm chewing on grass. Okay, Kevin. Well, you're not invited for dinner. Okay, so the pasta is not good. That's what you're telling me. It's made from seaweed. I went to Whole Foods, and I looked like an ass asking if they had pea pasta, and she tried to give me chickpea, and I was like, "No, this is actually pea pasta," and she said, "No." So, thanks, Tim. I'll you have to order it on online. Amazon. I know. I'm going to take your wife's advice and do that. I just figured okay. I was in Whole Foods, so I had asked for pea pasta. And, you know. and now in the age of COVID, you can't at actually see someone. At least she didn't just point you to the bathroom. That would have been weird. <laughs> Drink it out of the toilet. In the age of COVID, you can't see people's facial expressions, so you can't see quite how much they're judging you. You just have to base it all on eyes. <laughs> like, mm. Whatever. I have to go eat kale in the break room. <laughs> I have an avocado with my name all over it. Oh. That's everyone that works at Whole Foods, chat. Um, hey. So, it could be good, it could be bad. Uh, if he, if George is just an idea person hanging out and saying, you know, back in, you know, when I wrote the story, I was thinking this, and John does what he does best, which is taking old things and tiny little details and making them come alive as part of the story. Yeah. I'm all for it. If George is sitting at the table with the writers, someone should escort the senile man out of the room. Yeah. And let him hold the baby Yoda puppet for as long as he wants. He looks he looks old. George he's fragile. He's what? Yeah. Seventies? Late seventies? He's getting there. Yeah, he's looking pretty fragile. George Lucas. Did you know that James Earl Jones turned ninety? Seventy six. And he's still doing Darth Vader voiceovers. He's ninety. Uh seventy six. George. He's 90, Kevin. I love James Earl Jones. That's going to be a rough one to swallow when that happens. He's old. I had no idea. And he's still doing Vader. He was Mufasa. 
Again! He's also what's-his-face in the Sandlot. I don't know. Love James Ultron. Um, George is a lore consultant is perfect. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Uh, before no, we, yeah. Well, I feel like he's always been a, a lore consultant. Uh, he was the lore at one point. Yeah, and then like everything that that uh, John know, or that Dave Filoni knows came from came from George. He also just did. Uh, that's right. He also just did the new Coming to America movie. He's in oh, it. Wow. That guy's awesome. He's freaking awesome. Uh, I found this Reddit theory and I want to float it by you all chat because it's so ridiculous and I just I love it. Tim hates it. Do you hate how much do you hate it? Which one is it? The who rescued who rescued Grogu from the temple? Oh, I hate this one. <laughs> so you know it's worth reading, right, chat? Right? Before we do that, I'm just going to take a quick moment to thank Chef Buddha for eight, Pockets for 26, Sadakit for 14, and Darkwing for two. Thank you so much for the uh, direct support on Twitch. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate your ass. Um, I hate this one. You have to read it? Yeah. No, they, 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 want, they want me to read it. Chat, do you want me mm -hmm. to read the theory or you want me to jump straight to the, the questions brought to you by Patreon.com slash RareJump? Oh, where you too could become a patron today and help support your favorite content creators on Rare Drop. They want me to read it. Of course they do. Masochist. Go for it, Kevin. Uh, this comes from inverse.com. The theory is from Reddit, though. Who rescued Baby Yoda? Grogu from Order 66. That question has been nagging at Star Wars fans ever since The Mandalorian introduced the character. Grogu was already 50 years old by the time viewers met him in Disney+. Plus. Uh, show's debut episode, which meant he was alive during Order 66 Jedi Purge. Uh, can I fast forward? Here it is, the theory. Redditor, uh, the real Gundam Bale, uh, suggests that it was none other than Quinlan Voss who saved Grogu from certain death on Coruscant. What? Like, why? To back up their claim, the Redditor argues that due to his extensive experience working undercover, Voss would have been uniquely equipped to sneak into the Jedi Temple and get Grogu out of there, as well as keep him alive and hidden afterwards. Grogu was also being guarded by Niktos when he was found by Din Djarin in the, Man uh, in the Mandalorian pilot episode, many of whom typically work for the Hutt clan, which would connect back to Voss's connections to the criminal underworld. Now, a lot of you might not know who Quinlan Voss is. He was a Jedi. During the last days of the Republic, Quinlan Voss was known for being more of a brash rule breaker than most of the Jedi at the time. So Quinlan Voss is in some of the... He's in, he's in one of the Clone Wars episodes. Yes. Uh, he's also in episode two uh, in the background. He's a badass, dude. Like, don't like don't get me wrong. Like He's neat. I just... I don't like it. <laughs> I will say this though if any Jedi are still alive that we don't know about Quinlan Voss would be at the top of the list of potentials oh yeah he can definitely fly under the radar that's no like there's no question there I just I don't I don't like it I feel like that just feels like again it's another one of those just easy outs that I don't like who would you I want, want it be? I want, I want more complexity to that story who would you have it be, Tim? 
I don't know. I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. I, I feel like that his, his little pod is going to be a big key to his, like to why he was able to survive. Chat as we do every week, we want to thank our patrons for supporting us. We go to Patreon to take questions, but it's crickets over there. No one asked any Star Wars and Scotch questions, so Thanks. we're not a big hit with the patrons apparently. Thank you all, but also f you. Um, it's Kevin smells. I do. I smell like Dolce and Gabbana. Hmm. Dolce and Gabbana. Andrew said, Tim, did you hear the rumor about a bearded Jar Jar Binks in the Obi-Wan series? I'm sure Tim has already knew about this as he is a part of the Jar Jar Binks fan club. What the fuck? It's not a question, honestly, though. Well, I guess the first part was. What? Anonymous asks. Is that, confir is that confirmed? No. I think, or is it just a joke? I think they're messing with you, Tim. Son of a bitch. Go ahead, Kevin. Did you? Okay. Uh, Anonymous, do you expect Fallen Order 2 or Battlefront 3 this year? No and no. We don't even know if Battlefront 2 is happening. Hold on. What was the question? Do you expect Fallen Order 2 or Battlefront 3 this year? No, I don't see Battlefront ever. Battlefront's done. And I think we might get a teaser for Jedi Order Fallen Part 2. Uh, but I don't think we'll see a release for that until next year. So the bearded Jar Jar Binks thing is a rumor. It's not actually true, but it's a rumor. Carry on, Kevin. No spoilers, but how do you guys think that you would view the force if you were to describe it the way they do in Light of the Jedi? Whew, there's so many cool ways of describing it. It is very cool. I honestly have no idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, and I don't have a good answer for it because I like the wave one. I think that was um, the wave one was my favorite. Without giving away the whole thing. yeah, it's it's hard to talk about it without spoiling, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, yeah. I'm just going to have to go ahead and say, it. I don't know, or come back to me next week. I'll think about it some as I, as I'm, as I'm continuing my journey through light of the Jedi, I will think about it more. Uh, star Wars, uh, version of no man's sky. What worlds would you hop around to enjoy? See, the problem with that in my head is you can't explore something that's already been explored in, in that, in the sense that no man's sky explores things. Like, you can't go to Tatooine and be like, I'm going to find the great dragon that's already been found and eats sand people. Like, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't have the same feeling. Tim? I see what you mean. Um, yeah, because, I mean, like, no man. Yeah, like, to, to your point, Kevin, like, No Man's Sky is all about exploring new and uncharted things, whereas, like, the whole point of, like, a Star Wars game is for you to go places that you know of. Right. For the most part, like, that, like that's the exciting part. It's like, holy shit, we're going to Kashyyyk, or oh my god, we're on this planet, and, um, you know, going to, like, you know, Malachor, or to go to, uh, you know, whatever. 
Um, there's like all these like really cool planets that you just like you've you've only like seen pictures of or you know like you you heard whispers of and then you get to see it. Um, to go to like uh, the whole point of No Man's Sky is to explore all the uncharted stuff, the things that you've never seen before. And yeah. to Kevin, I would have to agree. To Kevin's point, it's all about the things that you do know about. Except for like, I well, I mean, like I don't know. They did a really good job in Mandalorian and introducing new planets, but they weren't anything like super crazy. Like nothing like that were like really memorable. But they did that in a really like fun way to like introduce new places. I don't think they could do that in a in a video game where they're like, "Here's a hundred brand new Star Wars planets you've never heard of before." Yeah. There's no. They like, and then they'd have to build backstories and lore and like all that stuff. Like that. That's a huge. That's a huge pain in the ass. I don't think anyone wants to undertake. Agreed. <clears throat> um. Oh, what? uh, what? Are you still pulling questions from Gleam? I have, but you can grab one if you got one. Uh, there was that. a question. There was a question from Joseph in Facebook chat, and he asked, "Do you think Ezra will be in the new Ahsoka show?" Yes, I think so. Um, Ahsoka's, you know, like the thing that she did at the end of Rebels was to go with Sabine and go find Ezra. So I think. I think that is where the Rebel stories will pick up. Uh, it'll be with Ahsoka in the Ahsoka show. Yes, 100%. Um, how do you think the process for selecting a studio to work on Star Wars works? Did Disney come to them with an idea or did Massive pitch to Disney? Uh, from my knowledge of the space, uh, I can go either way. You can You can bring an idea to... So it's very interesting because you're dealing with a major intellectual property. So for all we know that this game that they're making was in development and then somehow they got connected with Lucasfilm and now they're saying, all right, we can make this a Star Wars game. Because when you create a game, there's probably two to three years where your game has literally no identity aside from framework systems and just creating what it's going to be, not how it's going to be and what the story is going to look like. So there's yeah. a lot of games that have been created that when they were birthed from, from inception, meaning, you know, the idea of the systems and, and how the game would work had nothing to do with what the story was. Um, when you, uh, when you look at it, so that yeah. can work either way. Tim, you have a little more insight there than I do with uh, your experience. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you, you, essentially hit the nail on the head like yeah like they'll they'll have an idea of like what they're making but yeah they're they're working uh or or even like they have like a base idea of like hey this is like our open world thing and then you start then you start to kind of like pivot it towards you know like what you're working on so i mean like this this could have been something that they they, they brought to to them and pitched it or it could have been something that lucas came to to massive or they or they did what mike or maybe they did what microsoft did and they just like hey who wants it you know, we got it. You want some? And and maybe that maybe there was internal bidding war again, you know, with a bunch of different publishers. I, I I'm not sure. I don't know. <clears throat> For you personally, what Star Wars planet could sustain a story on its own without allowing you to travel to another planet? Uh you listed the two that I would have said, which would be Coruscant and Arshada, because there's enough on both planets to like thirteen thirteen was supposed to fully take place on Coruscant. Coruscant, Coruscant is there's so many levels. I mean, like it would essentially be like cyberpunk, right? This massive futuristic city that you could explore that has like a bunch of of different levels and different you know, to go up and down in and as you go up and down. 
you know, the yeah, rich exactly. Are depending on depending lower. on how deep you go is depending how scummy the the people get. You know, it's just like the farther away you get from the surface, the worse shit's gonna get. And that's why thirteen thirteen was so cool. So yeah, and I would say Narshadog because it's similar to Coruscant in the size that it's it's a. I think Corban could be cool, like Corban and like in its prime, like before it was all you know ruined and messed up. It could be fun. Mm, I feel like you'd get bored. It's a, it's, again, it's it's a desert planet, so you would you would just be in the desert, and the only real cool part of it is the part with the temples, uh, the the burials. Tim talking about Moraban. It can be pronounced either way. Ha <laughs> Straight from the Star Wars, folks. Uh, considering how Xbox has been responding to Lucasfilm games on Twitter, which Xbox studio would you want to work on a Star Wars game? I mean, I think like a like a a rock star, a like again, like I think like that Red Dead Redemption Two, GTA Five, like that style of a game, like that third person open world Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory, they did uh, Ghost of Tsushima, right? No, Ninja Theory no, was... No, who did... Um, what's the freaking game they made? And who did Ghost of Tsushima? One. Oh, my gosh. What's the name of this game? It's bothering me. I'm looking at the picture, and I can't remember the name of the game. Uh, Senua Ghost of Saga. Tsushima was Sucker Punch. Uh, Ninja Theory is Senua Saga, the Hellblade games. Oh, yeah, that would... Well, I mean, like then that would essentially be... Man, that would be dark. That'd be a dark Star Wars. Yeah, that could be your acolyte game. Yeah, that'd be yeah, nice. There you yeah. go, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Rockstar would make Star Wars combat horrible. I mean, I, I was saying it was like you know to take Rockstar's formula of like that like really really fun story game, but you know being able to have the open world you know exploration. I think they did a really good job with it. That's all. Would you guys do a shirtless Star Wars and Scotch? We can't. Can't show nipples on Twitch. Um, no. Will next week Star Wars uh, and Scotch allow spoilers from Light of Jedi? Um, maybe. I I I don't think so. I think we're gonna. I think we'll keep, for the most part. I think we'll keep that to the, the its own episode. So if you want to go listen to it, you want to go listen to our, like our thirty to thirty minutes to an hour breakdown of like what we thought of the book and like the cool parts to it and stuff. Go listen to that, and then like we'll we'll have an episode for each book that we do, and then we might make reference to that episode or like to a moment, but anything like big story wise, I don't I don't want to ruin it for anybody because like it, it takes a while to get through these books. Some like books take a while to get through, whether you're reading it or you're listening to it, it still takes time. It's a commitment to get through it, so. Uh, would either of you ever want the Yuzong Vong to make an appearance in a post-sequel story, or do we ignore the post-sequel oh, era moving so forward? I'm so tired of talking about the Yuzong Vong. Would I love to see them? Sure, but Tim, uh, the the Grisk have already technically yeah, the Grisk are already them. here. The Grisk are very much like the Yuzong Vong, and like they're the they're the really cool bad guy right now. Like between the Nihil in the High Republic and the the Grisk during the Kevin, what's the, what do they call this time? The the rule of the Empire, or yeah. well, it depends what era we're in. That's what I'm talking about. What's the what's the era that's during the the Empire? Uh, 
something of the empire. Go ahead, keep talking. Anyways, so so the grit the grists are gonna be be your bad guys for for that. Like they are the creepy. They're like outside of the empire being the bad guys because we know you know guys. It's all about order. You know, order where there's chaos is where the empire shines. Love long live the empire. Uh, so the the grisk are encroaching or encroaching on uh, imperial galactic space from the chaos. That's what we're learning about in the uh, in the Thrawn books, and then we've got the the Nihil in the High Republic. I don't think we need a Yusong Vong. I I I I wholeheartedly believe is the grisk is the canonized version of the Yusong Vong. Reign of the Empire. Reign of the Empire. Age of Rebellion, and, New Republic. And, and what's right. so cool, it what's so neat is that we are able to introduce another bad guy if you really feel like the Empire is really the bad guy during, you know, this part of the Star Wars timeline. Uh, to have two evil uh, identities within the universe is very cool. Uh, and so I'm excited to learn more about the Grisk because they are badass motherfuckers. Got all that? They're very cool. Chat, did you get it? There you go. Um, it's interesting Empire. because every time you Google Grisk, uh, pictures of the Yuzong Vong pictures come of up. the Yuzong Vong come up. So but I wonder that's how they were, but that's how they're described. I wonder if they're just interchanging them for the current lore. I think they just, I think they just canonized them. I think they just put them in there and they just call them the Grisk. I, I think they're dope. They're really cool. We are all the Republic. Uh, anonymous asked, "How do you guys feel about the newest Star Wars Squadrons game?" I'm gonna need you to go back. Uh, on the podcast feed or on YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go back and go to the entire episode we did about Squadrons. Um, the story was great. I can give Tim and I's review right here. story was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, if you get the game on sale, 100% play the story. It was very engaging and cool. Talk to everyone in the hangars as much as you can to get as much lore as you want. The PvP is boring and doesn't really go anywhere. Nailed it, Kevin. Perfect. Nicely done. You're welcome. Chat, thank you so much for hanging out with Tim and I. On episode 32 of Star Wars and Scotch, we are off to the uh, to the chaos now. To um, Yeah, we're going to go hang out with Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> we're going to go to the, the chaos and do things. As always, you can, you can go to uh, raredrop.co and uh, click that Star Wars and Scotch button and go back and listen to any of the episodes. You have raredrop.fm, uh, so drop into there anytime. Uh, and maybe Star Wars and Scotch is on, or maybe something cool and new that you'll find is going to be on there instead. Check out Tim tomorrow, fb.gg slash darkness429. He yes, will sir. be live there tomorrow morning around 8, 8.30 a.m., somewhere in there. So probably, just stop on Probably by. 9. I've been stop doing 9 lately. Say, up? I like 9. Yeah. Right, 9 sounds good. But yeah, okay. I'm down. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. That's, I've Sick. already been at my desk for an hour, so I get to not work with Tim because Tim's not on my screen like he normally is, so that's depressing. Uh, oh. <laughs> so if you could start at 8 for me, that'd be great. All right, Kevin. I'm kidding. Uh, chat, again, thank you so much for supporting the show. We love you. We think you're fantastic. We're going to go raid uh, a community friend who's currently playing Battlefront. Go say hi to Mr. Vengeance uh, and enjoy some Battlefront. Maybe you can hop in a game. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Have a good night. The Force knows. May the Force be with you. And also with you. Long live the Empire. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.